If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. Hey everyone, welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. Bill here, happy to be back with another episode. Um, I want to start off by reminding everybody that we have a Discord channel, and that Discord channel can be found at nerdnest.tv. And each episode of Nintendo Switchcraft for, I don't know, the past month and a half, two months or so, has had its own little thread on our community Discord channel. Uh, so if there's ever stories that you want me to try and talk about, if I can fit them into the show or comments that you want to leave about the show, you can either get a hold of me on Twitter or you can send them through the discord. Um, and the discord makes it super easy for me to keep track of everything. So that's, we used to do it like through email and it's just so much easier on the discord. So again, that URL to join our discord is nerdnest.tv slash discord. I hope to see you all there. There's over 1,500 other people there waiting to talk to you about video games and TV shows and movies and pop culture and stuff like that. So again, nerdnest.tv slash discord. Uh, Speaking of the discord, had a couple of comments uh, on the last episode that I wanted to uh, respond to real quick. First off, longtime friend of the show, T.F. Wagner, Uh, He left a a message and he said this. I loved the new episode. Glad you're feeling good again. Also, the joy that you had with Metroid Dread was something that I had missed from Nintendo Switchcraft for a while. Thanks, Nintendo, for bringing back my favorite podcast. All right. So first off, I want to say thank you very much for uh, listening to the show, uh, TF Wagner. I really do appreciate it. Secondly, I want to say... I am feeling better. I'm still not 100%. So um, talking for extended period of time, <clears throat> periods of time is is kind of rough. And so you'll hear me if I if I cut off in the middle or you hear bad editing, uh, that's because I had to stop to, to cough my brains out and then uh, come back afterwards. Uh, but um, I am feeling better. So thank you very much for the well wishes. Secondly, um, you know, he talks about the joy uh, that I was when, with my discussion of Metroid Dread, and he feels like that was missed from Nintendo Switchcraft for a while. I can totally understand that. This past year with the pandemic, I felt like Nintendo has mostly been disappointing me uh, through throughout this last uh, year and a half or so. Um you know, like they haven't put out a lot of games, and I totally understand. I'm not blaming them for you know not dropping the games that I wanted them to drop, but you know there was there was kind of a a lack of Nintendo games to really talk about. And sure, I there were there was a lot of third party indie stuff that I could have played, but a lot of it, like my I feel like my tastes are slowly changing over time, and a lot of it just didn't appeal to me. And as as, and I'm not saying that Ted is saying this, but as this is not my job, um, it's my hobby, I can't justify to myself 
buying games that I'm not going to really play. And uh, a lot of times I look at some of these these indie games that I feel like have appealed to me in the past, and they just haven't appealed to me, or I've learned my lesson and having bought games like that in the past and played them for, you know, long enough to get like the intro out of the way or long enough to understand the mechanics of the game only do get distracted by something else shortly thereafter. It just means that I play less games on my switch than I used to. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not using my switch and it doesn't mean that this podcast is going anywhere. I'm just kind of explaining why I haven't been playing as many games on my switch recently. It just comes down to games that appeal to me have not been on the switch until Metroid dread. And Oh my God, that game is a masterpiece. If you didn't hear my last episode where I talked about all of the things that I love and don't love about Metroid Dread. Please go back and check it out. I'm very happy with that, how that episode turned out. That game is a masterpiece, and it's probably my favorite game of the year. We'll see. There's there's like a, a month and a half left this year, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, anyway, speaking of Metroid, Ted goes on to say, uh, I'm sure glad that I banged my head against the Dread demo for long enough to say... It's not for me. Sadly, after Metroid Dread, I was waiting for Advance Wars. If you didn't know about that one, that one just got delayed until next year. I talked about it on the last episode. Uh, super sad about that because I was very much looking forward to that as well. Um, he's very disappointed about those games, especially since he doesn't know what month spring 2022 is. Is that early June? Who knows? Uh, at least he can go back to Animal Crossing New Horizons with the new content and DLC right now. Even with all the games you can possibly play, and I feel he's talking directly to me, I hope there's more Switch games that we can hear about in coming episodes. And I would really, really like to do that. I think the next game uh, on the Switch that I'm hyped for, myself, just me, is Shin Megami Tensei V. It will be my first experience with the series. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. I haven't picked it up yet, and that's because... Again, I have just so many games to play. I just got for, um, Forza Horizon 5 on my Xbox Series X. Uh, I've been playing the Jurassic Park game on GeForce Now, uh, or Jurassic World Evolution 2, I mean. And uh, there, there's just this new game, I can't remember what it's called, uh, with Mark Hamill in it on Stadia. And all of these things all are dropped. Like, this is a crazy time for games. There's so much for us to play. So the next game you'll probably hear me talk extensively about will be Shin Megami Tensei Five. I just don't know when I'm going to pick that one up. Uh, but thank you very much, Ted, for the kind words and for uh, telling me what you think about the show as well as Metroid. Now, speaking of Metroid, uh, Ice Dilbert 6 said, I just listened to the podcast on Metroid. Welcome back too, by the way. But pretty much everything you said was how I experienced Metroid 2. He means, two, he said 200, not Metroid 2 as in the second Metroid. Uh, I don't know that it's my favorite of the year, but it's certainly top tier. I almost gave up a few times on some of the bosses. But as you said, just keep trying and learning the patterns, etc. And you can do it. I did get lost a few times on the map and lost some time walking around trying to figure out where to go next. Certainly would have been nice to get some of the abilities earlier in the game. 
I didn't know I could highlight doors and go back to, so thanks for that. I played it all in handheld mode on my OG Switch as well. Uh, Ace Delbert 6, thank you very much for the comment. I do appreciate that. And yeah, Metroid Dread, absolutely one of the greatest games that I have ever played. You should check it out if you haven't. And uh, if you want to hear me gush about it extensively, go back to the previous episode and we'll talk about it there. All right. Uh, Nintendo of America tweeted out, thanks to, thanks to Inside Out for posting this to our community Discord. Uh, Nintendo did tweet this out, that the world ends with you. Final Remix is available for Nintendo Switch Online members uh, to play from November 10th, 10 a.m. Pacific, to November 16th. I'm going to try and check that out this weekend. I'm currently recording this on a Friday. Uh, I'm going to try and check that out this weekend. I don't know if I will get to it. However... It is on sale, just so that everybody knows, uh, from uh, the 10th, so currently, until the 23rd. Uh, if you want to pick that up, that's 30% off. Uh, so there you go. I, I, I looked at this game before. I know that there's a lot of people who are very excited for it. Everything that I see about it, I'm just like, okay, that's cool, I guess. I just really am not excited when I look at that game. And again, just like I was saying to Ted before, when I, these days, because I have so many different games that I can be playing, throwing money at a game that doesn't wow me immediately, that just feels like I'm throwing my money away, which is why there's a lot of games that I don't talk about. Like I didn't pick up Mario Golf, although when they first announced it, I was like, all right, I'm going to pick that up. And I was super excited for it. And then when it came out, it was a lot of disappointment from people. And that kind of scared me off. And Mario Party, I thought about picking up. Ended up not buying that because I didn't really think my family would be super into it. Like, I picked up uh, WarioWare. And what I played of it, it was great. But nobody in my family was really interested in playing it. And so we were just like, ah, forget it. It's just been sitting there languishing on my Switch and nobody is interested. And I don't really want to play it by myself. So it's just sitting there. And buying games that are end up just sitting there is something that I am trying my best not to do. <laughs> so anyway, there you have it. Uh, World Ends With You, 30% off until the 23rd. And if you want to try out the demo and you are a Nintendo Switch uh, online subscriber, then you can try out the demo uh, up until the 16th. So there's that. All right. Uh, this is a very interesting bit of news from uh, Nintendo Life. They have this quote from uh, Shintaro Furukawa. If you don't know who Shintaro Furukawa is, he is the current president and CEO of Nintendo. Like he's the big wig. He answers to no one. Uh, I guess he probably answers to the board of directors or whatever, but he's the guy in charge, okay? And he said something very interesting because there's a lot of people out there, and I probably have said this a time or two myself, but with, with the release of the Xbox Series X last year, the PS5 last year, the current Nintendo Switch is absolutely incredibly underpowered compared to those other systems. Now, does that mean it can't play good games? No, it does not mean that it can't play good games. Some of my favorite games are on the Nintendo Switch. And the idea that 
but I'm sorry, but the idea that there are games that are made for the Xbox or for the PlayStation and we won't be able to play those games if you only have a Nintendo Switch, that is a little, I don't know, I don't want to say disappointing because it's it's not like it's been announced or anything, but it's a little, oh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Worrying? Maybe is the word not not necessarily worrying, but it's definitely something that I think uh, Nintendo Switch owners who don't own other consoles probably think about. And the answer to that was the idea of the Nintendo Switch Pro, which was, you know, this thing that a lot of us were were thinking would, would, would be coming, you know, more powerful. And instead of that, we got the OLED edition and the OLED edition the big difference there is just the screen. It's the exact same hardware with a nicer screen and is in a nicer kickstand and apparently better audio. Although, you know, the jury's still out on that. Um, looking at that as the, the upgrade is not a huge upgrade. It, it like, if you already have a Nintendo switch upgrading to the OLED to me, not really worth it. If you don't have a Nintendo Switch and you're buying a Nintendo Switch, then the extra 50 bucks for the OLED model is a no-brainer, in my opinion. Uh, if you're not going for a fully portable... Like, if you're if you're never going to dock it, then personally, I say spend $200 on a Switch Lite because it's smaller, it's more comfortable, it's more portable, uh, and it's really, really nice. Um, oh boy, it, it won't be long until we see an OLED Switch Lite, I'll tell you that right now. But a lot of people are waiting for... This, the, the next more, more powerful version of a console from Nintendo in order to, you know, keep up with the Joneses. In order to make it so that third-party devs can ease, more easily port their games from the other consoles to the Nintendo Switch. Now, one thing that the Switch has going for it is that it is selling like absolute gangbusters, uh, even, even in spite of the fact that it is, uh, you know, we're in the middle of a, a global pandemic and a chip shortage and supply line issues all over the place that are preventing people from getting electronics that they want. The Switch is still selling incredibly well. But a lot of people are looking at it and saying, well, we're coming up on, uh, in, in just four months, in just four, well, four and a half months, uh, we will be um, five years into the Nintendo Switch life cycle. And normally when you hear somebody talk about the life cycle of uh, console hardware, people would say something like, well, you can go X number of years and have it be okay. Unless that hardware came out and it was already underpowered at the time. And that's absolutely what, what, what happened is Nintendo brought out the Nintendo Switch on March 3rd, 2017? Yeah, 2017, <laughs> which is crazy to me. Um, on March 3rd, 2017, and when it came out, it was a great deal, great deal less powerful than the current hardware at the time. And now the current hardware at the time is now the old hardware, and we've got new hardware to deal with. So... Waiting a full, like, 10 years for the life cycle of a console seems to be, I don't know, it might be a little short-sighted. It might be a little myopic on Mr. Furukawa's part. 
But then again, he has information that we don't. Let me tell you exactly what they said, and then I'll respond to it. So this is what they said. It is now the fifth year since the launch of the Nintendo Switch, and the total hardware sell-through has exceeded 90 million units. We recognize that the system is at the midpoint of its life cycle. The launch of the Nintendo Switch OLED model has also been contributing to continued sales momentum, and we are now offering consumers three Nintendo Switch models to match their playstyles and lifestyles, as well as, a, as well as a wide range of software. With this, we believe a foundation for growth has been laid that exceeds what we previously considered to be a conventional hardware life cycle. All right. Do I think it is a good idea for us to not get the follow-up to the Nintendo Switch for another five years? The answer is no. I think that we need to have a hardware... Now, it doesn't need to be like a replacement for the Switch, but they need to have more powerful hardware sometime in the near future. You know, you talked to me two years ago, and I and I say, nah, probably not. It's probably okay right now. You don't have to push numbers just for numbers' sake. And they do have that added, you know, padding of having sold 90 million units, and so third-party devs can't really ignore the Nintendo Switch, like they might otherwise. But when you are making a game to target the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X, getting that game to run on the Nintendo Switch is a definitely a bit of a stretch. So what do you do instead as a, as a dev? Well, you make a cloud version of the game and you run it kind of like Square Enix did with Marvel's... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're not the first ones to do that. If you want to play Control on the Nintendo Switch, that's also a cloud version of the game. If you want to play Fantasy Star Online 2 on the Nintendo Switch uh, from Sega, that's also a cloud version of the game. Which is great because the Switch has pretty small um, heart... um, uh, uh, Not memory. uh, Storage footprint as it is. So these cloud games, they don't take up any room on the Nintendo Switch. And if you have a decent internet connection, then you could play those games that way. I mean, look, I I play cloud games all the time. I don't play them on my Nintendo Switch, though. And um, I, I did play Control, like there was a demo on the Nintendo Switch, and it felt sluggish. It didn't feel very good. Um, I played Control on Google Stadia, felt a thousand times better. And, you know, keep in mind that playing Control on my Nintendo Switch, I was playing on Wi-Fi because I didn't have the option of playing on Ethernet unless I wanted to be sitting at my desk. Uh, Whereas with Google Stadia, I didn't have that issue. I I was plugged into Ethernet um, because it's not a portable device that I was playing on. And so I had a better experience. Now, the idea of moving forward with cloud games as the stopgap from the 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 f- 5 years the yeah 5 years ago the hardware was already old and 5 years f- from now i can't imagine it running most games that aren't like cloud based is cloud the future for nintendo i mean nintendo is bad at cloud stuff so i hope not 
um, ostensibly, ostensibly, that's not the right word. Um, a lot of people have, I don't remember where I was going with that ostensibly part, but moving on, a lot of people have criticized the Wi-Fi module in the OG Nintendo Switch. I don't know about the OLED one, but in the OG Nintendo Switch, a lot of people have said, you know, the Wi-Fi module is not so great. So cloud gaming, probably not the best way to go. But the idea of, I want you to think about this. Look at your Nintendo Switch, and I want you to think about this, that you could be playing the Nintendo Switch in 2026, and it still is like Nintendo's main hardware. That doesn't sit well with me. But again, what did Mr. Furukawa say? He said, the foundation for growth has been laid that exceeds what we previously considered to be a conventional hardware life cycle. I still think that a Switch Pro is in our future. And if it's not in our future, then it is incredibly myopic and nearsighted by Nintendo to think that they can really push the Nintendo Switch for 10 years. If the Nintendo Switch had came out, had come out, I think that's proper grammar, had come out in 2017 and been the most powerful hardware for a gaming console, then I would say it's okay to go 10 years for the life cycle. But the fact that it came out in two th- in, in, yeah, in, in 2017 and was running kind of old hardware at the time, that is worrying to think about it having a 10-year life cycle. Anyway, how long do you think is okay for a console life cycle? You can let me know on the Discord or you can let me know at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Okay. Let's move on and talk about some more Metroid stuff. More Metroid? Bill, you've talked enough about Metroid. You don't need to say anything more about Metroid Dread. Aha! But I'm not talking about Metroid Dread. I'm talking about Metroid Prime. Oh, Metroid Prime 4, you say. Well, we haven't heard anything about that for years. And you're right, we haven't. And we're still not going to. But Metroid Prime 1, apparently there was a remaster... Uh, around 2017, 2018. And originally, the plan was to develop and release Metroid Prime 1 first and then use Prime 1's foundation, its engine, its tools, and its assets to recreate Prime 2 and 3 later. Now, we don't know if these plans have changed after COVID happened, um, but this is what Emily Rogers, who has called some stuff in the past. I don't know. I'm not going to speak to their reliability. I'm only going to speak to the fact that she posts stuff and Nintendo blogs tend to repost her stuff. Gives them a little, you know, it it makes me sit up and pay attention at least. And uh, as somebody who loved Metroid Dread and remembers playing the hell out of Metroid Prime back in the day, That sounds really cool to me. I would really like to see the entire Metroid trilogy to come to the Nintendo Switch because Metroid Prime uh, 1, 2, and 3 are fantastic games. And, you know, Nintendo has just shown that Metroid Dread 
like the Metroid series is definitely something that people are interested in. But the idea of getting that series piecemeal, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't want to rebuy the first one and then the second one and then the third one for 60 bucks a piece. And I know I've said in the past, just because it's not new to me doesn't mean it's not new to someone. So it's fine if games are 60 bucks. But at the same time, I would really like to see the trilogy come out as a whole package for 60 bucks, 20 bucks a game. That makes sense to me. Or, you know, even even sell it for 80 bucks for the trilogy because, you know, you're getting three games. Um, I don't know. I I want to play it again. And I definitely want to play it on the Nintendo Switch, but uh, buying them piecemeal seems kind of bad. Anyway, um, Jeff Grubb, uh, who tweeted this out, he says, I forgot to talk about Metroid. I think Nintendo will release Metroid Prime 1 instead of a trilogy. It's been working on this for years. And when I first heard, everyone, including me, assumed it was the trilogy. Now, when you look at what's best for Nintendo. Not what's best for you or me, but what's best for Nintendo's bottom line. It makes a whole lot more sense to follow up the success of Metroid Dread with Metroid Prime 1 all on its own. And then Metroid Prime 2 and then Metroid Prime 3 and then Metroid Prime 4. Now, how quickly do they release these? That's a that's another big question that you really have to think about because if you if you release them too quickly if the cadence is too fast then you're going to tick people off they're going to feel like you know you could have just put these as a as a combo pack but if you get the cadence right you will give people time to re-experience that trilogy and then drop metroid prime 4 on them now, that is very interesting. Now, is that what I want them to do? No, I want them to release the trilogy and then Metroid Prime 4. Uh, I don't want them to release them one at a time. But then again, that's just me being cheap. All right, speaking of cheap, if you want to get something for free, this is a, I mean, it's not a weird thing. I wouldn't use it, but I'm sure that lots of people will. Uh, that would be Twitch on your Switch. You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Well, have you heard of Twitch on a Switch? That's right. You can now download Twitch, which is... Uh, I used to stream on Twitch back in the day. I don't stream there anymore. Now, if I do a video game stream, it's over on my YouTube channel at nerdnest.tv, or you can just go to YouTube and search for Nerdnest. You'll find me there. Uh, but you can you can now watch Twitch videos or, or streams on the Nintendo Switch. Of course, I'm sure it's related... Um, I, w- I would assume that it's 720p... I bet you it's 1080p docked mode. Um, I can't imagine watching it this way. Like, you can't chat very easily. It's so much easier to chat if you're at a computer, in my opinion. And um, I suppose you could hook up a keyboard. I don't know what the UI is like. I'm not installing it. I don't care about it. I try not to give Twitch any money. Uh, I don't like their business practices. But I know that a lot of people who listen to this show have Twitch accounts, and they like to watch stuff on Twitch. And look, I may be on YouTube, but the UI for Twitch is a thousand times better than the UI for viewing stuff on YouTube, live stream-wise anyway. Um, So I totally understand that. But 
are you watching stuff on Twitch on the Switch? Like, is that something you're going to do? I feel like, and, you know, people can disagree with me. We have so many different screens that we can watch this stuff on. I can't imagine that the place that I would want to watch it on is my Nintendo Switch. But, you know, everything doesn't have to be for me, and that's okay. So I just wanted to let people know that in case they wanted to watch, you know, the the, the next Nintendo Direct Direct on their Nintendo Switch. Seems fine. I would like to see if they're going to do this. They should bring HBO. They should bring Amazon. They should bring um, Hulu and Netflix and all these other things. I won't download any of them, but I'm sure that other people will. And I'm sure that other people will be super happy about it. So there you have it. You can now watch Twitch on your Switch. And the last thing that I'm going to talk about today before we get out of here is just to let everybody know, I'm sure that you probably already know it because you're huge Nintendo fans if you're listening to this, but um, today is the day that the Nintendo Game & Watch Legend of Zelda for Zelda's 35th anniversary just came out. If you want to pick that up, uh, I'm sure that you got an email from Nintendo, but if you want to pick that up, it's $50. It looks really, really cool. It has uh, Zelda 1 and 2 on it, which is very, very cool. Uh, But I knew I didn't pick this up. And the reason I didn't pick this up is because I knew it would just sit on my shelf and collect dust. But if you're a collector and you want to have this thing, I don't think 50 bucks is bad. I think it's a pretty decent deal, in my opinion. But then again, what's your opinion? Do you think that the Game & Watch Legend of Zelda edition is worth $50? Uh, let me know, either on Discord or at Run Jump Stomp. I have other podcasts. There's 143 Pixels, where I talk to people uh, about um, their favorite game. There's StadiaCast, where I talk about my favorite cloud platform, where we play video games on servers thousands of miles away. And then there is uh, my YouTube channel where you can head on over there and and check that out, nerdnest.tv, lots of videos over there. I have been working more on, I've been trying to get more into like the the nitty gritty of like shooting B-roll and stuff to make it a little more fun to make those videos. So if you want to check that out, nerdnest.tv. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here now. And uh, I'll leave you with this. Sorry, I'm so rambly today. I'll leave you with this. The, uh, the the people who support the show over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp, uh, I really do appreciate you. And uh, those people get the show without any ads for a buck a month. And if you join the Early Access Club, then you get these shows as soon as I'm done recording them instead of waiting until Mondays. If that sounds good to you, check out that URL, patreon.com slash run jump stomp in that order. Bye, everybody.